Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. I'm Don Gamble, and I want to welcome you to Rappin' on Racing, April 17, 2023. The program will explain how the number one Cochrane Racing Dynasty developed under the guidance of Jack Crow. Hall of Fame driver Lynn Geisler will share his thoughts on the 43-year partnership with the Cochrane family. Dave Oliveri had a good visit with sprint car driver Jeremy Cornbaugh, plus Tyler Harris will bring you up to speed on Brandon Burgoon and his plans for the new season. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing. This is the Banker Bob Thought for this evening. The first goal in any weight loss program is to be able to clip your toenails and breathe at the same time. Once you accomplish that, you can move on to better things. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. 
At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans. Joining us today is Jack Crowell, the ambassador of Goodwill in Racing. Jack, how are you doing today? Hey, wonderful, Dawn. Yes, indeed. I want to set the stage for the story about how you got involved in racing, but a couple points I have to bring up. From 1960 to 74, my high school friend Jim Miller and I were a team. He built all my engines and most of my cars. Well, in 74, I lost a motor, and I borrowed a Chevy motor from Ron Hazley, Donnie Allison's former car owner. Well, Jim got an attitude, and he put all my stuff in the street because I was using a Chevy motor. Well, in 75, he teamed up with arch-rival Donnie Allison, and it was kind of interesting because Allison was running a big-block Chevy engine. They showed up at Cochran Pontiac with the Cochran logo on the car, and he changed his number from 48 to 1. And you were there when that happened. So let's pick up the story there. Here's this uh, driver and his crew in front of the store with this maroon firebird that says number one Cochran. Now, pick up the story from there. Well, yes, Don. Uh, uh, just one, uh, one day, there was this uh, race car uh, on, a, on an old trailer and a uh, the an older pickup truck, and they pulled up front and uh, had this uh, '68 uh, Firebird uh, all uh, dressed up a maroon color and had number one Cochran all over the side of it, which was a a, a nice uh, looking vehicle, and uh, he's he's uh, got. Uh, Donnie come out and said that uh, he would uh, like to drive these this Pontiac Firebird for one Cochran. And uh, Bob walked around the car and I said, "Well, I guess you are." And that was the start of of, of our uh, of our uh, relationship uh, with. Not only the Dawn and uh, all the other race team members, and I came, uh, you know, uh, and then Bob wanted somebody to be involved at the dealership so they could uh, come and see uh, somebody to talk to, and, uh, and I was like the, uh, like Dawn tagged me, the ambassador, and I had a a great relationship uh, started with um, everybody that needed uh, or wanted to talk about, you know, uh, trucks or cars. That I was, I was there to talk to them. So I, uh, that's how uh, we sort of got started out. And then the 
um, value of the dealership uh, of, of uh, what the cost was going to be, and uh, Donnie wanted uh, six tires and wheels. And the, how that came about is that uh, he, he uh, was a junkyard specialist, like most of the guys back then, but he couldn't get, you know, new tires and wheels. So that's how Donnie got the racing going on his part. And so uh, he had six brand new tires and wheels. And uh, that was a pretty humble amount of money for a sponsorship, which has grown after 40 plus years to a little more than six tires and wheels, wouldn't you say? Well, and you're so so right, Don. And I, I became so involved with uh, the dealership with with uh, cars, and uh, uh, I I became known, well known for uh, at the track that if anybody wanted to buy something or uh, talk about uh, different, uh, whether it be a car or a truck or a van that uh, I was there to, to talk to them. And uh, it just growed to the extent that uh, I uh, not only enjoyed it, but, you know, I had a job also <laughs> as a truck manager there at Cochran, but there was such an outstanding uh, joy that I had of being involved with the dealership and all the people that would, uh, they started to, to come by and say hello at the racetrack. And the next thing you know, uh, we got a, a lot of uh, response and everything. So that's how I got involved. And I didn't know sh shit from Shinola about, <laughs> uh, about uh, uh, racing because I had no idea uh what the race cars were at that time and uh so whenever he uh elected to, to send me as a as a representative at the various tracks and i uh enjoyed it so much i really got involved and uh next thing you know a lot of my uh, friends I worked with that they would all come around the track and next thing you know, you know, I'm using uh, the race, racing end of it for uh, the value uh, not only of, of sponsorship, but the value of all of our uh, people are, are, are getting to know, you know, about uh, selling these vehicles and being involved and it's that's how it's all started around with me. Jack, hold uh, hold that. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jack Crow from Number One Cochrane. Pick it up from there. I want to go to uh, Donnie. Was with you for how many years? Don sponsored Donnie Ellis when this all started was in 1975, and uh, Donnie was with us up until 1980, and uh, he had to leave us that uh, he had a, a trucking uh, business and he had to uh, uh, it was just getting too much for Donnie to, 
to be uh, involved with his racing and uh, his truck uh, business. So uh, that's whenever he decided he just couldn't do both at the, at the present time. So that's whenever he uh, stopped racing. And uh, Okay, so in 1980, Jim House, one of Lynn Geisler's team, set up a meeting with Bob and Lynn, and uh, they approached uh, Bob about and you about sponsorship, and uh, that was the first uh, involvement of Lynn Geisler with Number One Cochrane. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yes, that uh, he, uh, Lynn and Jim House came to the dealership, and they had an appointment with uh, Mr. Cochrane, and uh, and I was uh, I had the pleasure of being involved and i guess it's 43 years now that's unheard of between a driver a team and a sponsor 43 years yes that's without a doubt unreal as you say and in the business world it's just unbelievable that uh, that uh, rob mr cochran and rob have uh, been involved with with our race team, and uh, and a lot of people would say, "Oh, geez, you know, how did uh, this ever happen with 43 years?" Well, Mr. Cochran and Rob found out the value of being involved with the uh, sale of cars and trucks, and how that would be developed into being. Uh, 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 all of the, the fans that uh, I have been able to uh, m- meet with and correspondents and just everything that uh, uh, I enjoyed um, with all the fans. I'll give you a good example of the return on investment. Uh, you actually hooked me up, uh, I guess, in, in 88. You got me into a Cochrane Pontiac pace car. Every year, you got me a new Cochrane vehicle from like April to October. And on many occasions, if someone at Cochrane wanted Lynn's race car at a function, whatever it might be, I would also go there with the pace car. So for the fans to be able to see Lynn's race car, touch it, get a picture taken, that really added a lot of value to the sponsorship. It just wasn't putting Cochran's name on the car and racing. It was Lynn's interaction with the fans and the customers and other businesses that really solidified this deal to last for 43 years. Well, and uh, and to add to that, at one time we had five uh, uh, pace vehicles. At, at one year, we had all these uh, five pace vehicles on the different tracks, and uh, that really got uh, picked up by uh, just about all the uh, dealers, or not the dealers, but all the fans that uh, got involved, and from there on, uh, I had five five uh, trucks and cars that were, you know, out on a track, and uh, that's that was unbelievable, and I enjoyed doing it, and all of the people that, uh, whether it be Jack Lentz, 
uh, and uh, just so many of the nicest people to be involved with, and I have really enjoyed that. Jack, we're coming up on a commercial break, so Jack and I are going to take a break, and we'll be back after these messages. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412 412- 999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com Alright fans, we're back. We're talking to Jack Crow from Number One Cochrane. The things you did in addition to the on-track involvement, I'd like to talk a little bit about the time that Santa Fe Vans gave you 45 pit passes for several years, and you would always take a group of Pittsburghers, case in point, down to Daytona, and had seats in the infield facing the track. What an awesome accomplishment that was. And I like one of the fans that went down with you was Dave Hoffman and his wife. I mean, probably the only opportunity for some of these Pittsburghers, A, to ever be at Daytona and, and be in the VIP suites. A little bit about what made you decide to do that. Well, we, uh, in, uh, that year, uh, that, uh, we uh, got involved with, and it was uh, our my involvement was getting going pretty good, and I I, I got all these new fans, race fans that I've never met before, and it it rolled around around about the uh, the people that uh, were involved. And I got to know so many of great, great people that, uh, and whenever I had those pit passes, you know, right up in the 
sweet that uh, and our people that I invited there they, they couldn't get over that they were right there at Daytona at the uh, at the track and all the food and refreshments you know that that uh, Santa Fe and Joe Smucker the owner he was so happy to have us there and we had sold 300 van conversions uh, one year uh, and he was happy to be there with us Joe Schmucker and uh, it was just unreal and all I can still see all the, the fans that appreciated that and I sold just about everybody and anybody at that time uh, that uh, I enjoyed the relationship that I had with all these great people whether it be Jack Lentz Oh, what a nice gentleman. And just, it went on and on. And I I had such a great time. Your efforts did not go unnoticed. In 98, you were inducted into the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club Hall of Fame. And then 2012, the Lernerville Speedway Hall of Fame. So we're taking a fellow that was working at Cochran selling trucks is now in the Hall of Fame. How did you feel about that? It was a tremendous feeling, and and being uh, there with Don Martin and and Helen, and and I just enjoyed the heck out of being involved uh, with uh, Don and Helen and all of race fans that uh, when I was there to uh, Hall of Fame, and I couldn't get over an old old country farmer boy that uh, never never knew what a, a racetrack was or a race car and here here I am in front of all these people and uh fans if you're just joining us we're talking to Jack Crowell the ambassador of goodwill in racing now i met you in 1980 and this is a funny story uh i had seen you at the track and we were kind of on a Hi, let's uh, say hello, casual friendship basis. And because of management changes at WEDO, Tom Conley left, and the uh, John, the station manager down there, wanted the show to continue because he was selling advertising. So you went in and did a couple uh, shows down there, and uh, they were good. And you called me and said, Don, can you come down and fill in for me on Saturday? I'm kind of busy. Well, that was 1980. What happened after that? Well, <laughs> you never came I back. Got, <laughs> I got so involved, you know, with the uh, uh, business, and uh, I've, I've, I said to myself, "This is working out so wonderful." Being involved, you know, with the racing uh, fans and the, the and the regular people coming in and asking, you know, for me. And uh, I had a group of, of uh, salespeople that realized all of this. And uh, every Friday, we were going to the track and having a nice uh, little party at the pavilion. And uh, <laughs> so many people would stop by 
it was just unreal. And I couldn't get over the relationship that I started to, to create. And it was just uh, an outstanding feeling that uh, this is, has occurred. Well, I like the fact that uh, when you pulled a fast one on me and said, can you fill in, I'll see you next week, it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me because wrapping on racing is now over 40 years. And I, I mentioned earlier on the pace cars, and I can't thank you enough again. It was uh, 27 years of uh, pace cars from uh, number one Cochrane. And actually, at the time, I, w- I was my third year with an AZ Chevrolet pace car, and you asked me if I would ride you from the front stretch over into the pits. And I said, sure, that's a good idea. So we're driving over there, and you said, I'd really like to have you in a Pontiac. And I said, Jack, I have a, I have a handshake with Fred Zanger, and I honor my word. So you said, well, if it ever changes, give me a call. Well, the beginning of the next season – Fred said, uh, General Motors doesn't want us to do that anymore. And that was at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I called you, and at 10 o'clock, I was sitting in a brand-new Pontiac, and that deal was for 27 years. What an amazing thing. Just a little ride around the racetrack at Motordrome, the dirt track, and it all came to fruition. Oh, it it was. What a ride that we've had, you know, as far as, you know, Whenever I was down at Daytona uh, prior to the racing, that they always had um, uh, all these people that came from all over that uh, they nominated Don and Helen Martin as the uh, uh, track owners. Uh, that, that They won every uh, trophy that, that there was at the time. Uh, out at uh, Eldora, uh, him and his wife were just, you know, great. And when unfortunately, whenever Dawn passed away, that uh, Helen had the uh, people from Eldora, they, they came there and just, you know, couldn't get over how all the people there was really uh, happy to have Earl Baldus and his wife were there and were amazed with uh, the love and admiration for Don and Helen Martin. Um, fans were uh, coming up on another commercial break, and Jack and I are going to take a pause. And after these messages, we'll get back to you. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. 
Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapping on Racing. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Jack Crowell, the ambassador of racing in Pennsylvania. Uh, Jack, we... uh, had a situation where you decided uh, we were going to get down to Daytona and get some interviews for Rappin' on Racing. And you called a guy named Larry Baluski. Now, what was that phone call about? Because it opened up a lot of doors. Well, this is another great uh, story that uh, I decided and it was gone. I mean, I went ahead and sent a um, letter down to uh, the Speedway to the public relations person and uh, so I sent uh, it was in now probably November and uh, the, the people with the Daytona I had no response and I sent another letter and no response well then I decided I'm calling the uh Yes, I called Bill France, and the, his secretary said, well, can I ask who's calling? And he, I said, Jack Crowell from Cochrane. And he says, well, I don't know who that is or anything, but we'll get back to you, okay? Well, the next thing, a couple uh, weeks later, that I get this phone call, and it's from a gentleman. You got a call from Larry Baluski at NASCAR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the call. Well, Larry wanted to know what the call was about, why you were calling him, because he didn't know you from Adam. Larry wanted to know what the call was about, because he had no idea who Jack Crow was. That, that's very true. And... uh the next thing I know, I'm, I'm calling this Larry, and uh, he uh, said, well, you know, what do you do? And well, I, who, who are you? And I told him, 
you know, who I was. And uh, I had the pleasure of, of, of knowing Mr. Cochran, and he had a, a paper route that the, he had delivered papers to Bill France uh, for, for uh, uh, Mr. Cochran's uh, relationship that uh, he uh, went, uh, his, his, his mom had uh, a, a, some uh, breathing problems and had to come down south in Daytona, and that's, that's how uh, he met Mr. France. So uh, whenever I called down there, I said that I know, you know, Mr. France. And they, that's whenever I got transferred then on to those, over to the, his public relations person, which happened to be Larry Belusky. And uh, here he had, uh, he said, oh, geez. You 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 uh, you're from Cochran. My mother bought two Pontiacs off of us. Oh, I said, oh, that's just wonderful. And there it is. Larry was from uh, Braddock, and his mom bought two Pontiacs off of us. And I was just really uh, unbelievable. So that was the open gate. Is whenever. He said, well, what can I do for you? I said, well, we need to get four pit passes, hot ones. And he, he said, what? You want four hot passes? I said, yeah, there's four of us. And uh, the next thing you know, he says, okay. He sent them down. And for, I don't know, probably six years, seven years, send us, you know, these pit passes, four of us. Uh, started the radio show there at uh, the Speedway, and we were uh, interviewing. We're talking to Jack Crowell from Number One Cochrane. Now, Jack, when you got those passes, the deal was we were going to go down to Daytona and do a radio show, and GMC was going to provide you with a motorhome. But prior to that, in the early 80s, Mike Joy ended up at Cochrane because their motorhome, the one that we were going to use, had an alternator problem. Now, let's pick up the story from there when Mike is at Cochrane getting this motorhome. Joy was in, with this motorhome that had an alternator problem. So he was at the dealership in the... Uh, he, they had a, a, a new uh, uh, GMC front-wheel drive uh, motorhome that was just a real classy unit. And uh, Mike and a, a couple other gentlemen were going out to uh, Dayton, Ohio. They stopped there to get repairs done, and we got them done in oh, a short period of time. An alternator and problem got it all fixed. And he said, hey, anything you can ever do for me, you know, just let me know. Well, right. He didn't know what was coming around the corner. <laughs> All right. Now, fast forward, 1986, we're in Daytona, in the pits, with the motorhome. And we're going to do the show from the motorhome. The only problem was we had to run a really long 100-foot extension to electricity so we could do what we had to do. And... uh 
our first going, oh, people kept tripping over the extension cord, and I'd be hollering, ah, Jack, plug it in, plug it in. But uh, <laughs> so, some of the guests, well, it was a rookie driver named Rusty Wallace. We had him on, and the, we were doing a show in segments. So I said, well, I'm going to go get some other guests. So I'm walking through the p- pits, and I see a guy dressed head to toe in an STP uniform. It was Ralph Salvino. And I said, sir, and I saw Richard was talking to a newspaper man. I said, sir, um, do, you, uh, do you work for Richard? And he said, well, sort of. I'm the vice president of STP. And I said, well, let me get my foot out of my mouth, and we'll start again. Well, here it turns out that Ralph was from Charleroi. And somehow he said, How do, you, do you like the Steelers? I said, I love them. He said, so do I. I said, well, I don't understand. Where are you from? He said, Charleroi. He said, well, we'll just get, how we managed to cultivate our friendship with Ralph was amazing. And that's a story for another show. But he said, what do you need? I said, and I pointed to the motorhome. I said, we're doing an interview in there, but we're having some electrical issues. And I'd like to do uh, a tape an interview with Richard for our show. He said, I got a better idea. And he walked over to the STP building and he went inside and he said, I'd like everybody's attention. This is my friend Don Gamble from Pittsburgh. He's going to do his radio show in here. Whatever he needs, get it. And if you can't find it, let me know and I'll get it. And it, they just opened a place up and it was a beautiful place. They had uh, coffee. They had a buffet, a buffet there of all the finest foods. They had a hot feed to the what was going on at, at the uh, track uh, restroom. And all the drivers would come in there because it was a safe place to go and the fans couldn't bother you. You could pretty much just relax. And uh, we'll get to some of the guests that he managed to get for us. And it was just, it was a match made in heaven. And we had Richard on every show. You talk about, well, well let me finish. We'll call back to the station and the program director would say, what are you doing? Well, how are you getting all these guests? I said, I'll tell you when I get home. He said, you got more guests than ESPN. The classic was that uh, Chris Konomaki walked in the STP building, which drivers would all come come through the gate and then sign in and everything, and they had uh, donuts and coffee, and uh, Chris came in, and uh, we just started to do this our radio show, and... Uh, one of the uh, PR people, he said to Chris, you need to be quiet. These people are doing a radio show. He said, who are these hillbillies? Where are they from? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they said, oh, Ralph, it's, uh, Chris Konomaki uh, couldn't get over that uh, there was uh, four of us doing a radio show live back to Pittsburgh. And he was just uh, unreal that uh, we were there doing this show live. And that, that'll always be a big memory. Jack and I are going to need to take another break. We'll be back with more after these messages. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group, 
As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to Jack Crowell, the ambassador of local racing in Pennsylvania. Jack, there was so many guests that we had on this show, and I can't name them all, but uh, Dick Curry and Ralph Salvino would go out and get guests. And when they would come into the STP building, and the building, uh, when they renovated the infield, they... they uh, took away the STP building. It's not there anymore. But some of the guests that uh, Joan Burgess, Dick Curry, and myself had, uh, we had Rodney Combs, Jeff Bodine, Ned and Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, uh, Lee and Richard Petty. I mean, having Lee Petty there, was a, it was really a treat. Donna wanted to know who this elderly gentleman was, and I took her over and introduced him to him, and he split a donut with her. So that was one of her... Uh, Famous memories, that was in 89. In 90, we had Terry Labonte and Bobby Allison. And then uh, we had Bobby Labonte. And uh, we had uh, Morgan Shepard and Bobby Hillen. And then uh, in 92, we had uh, Daryl Waltrip, uh, Richard Petty on all the shows, Michael Waltrip. And uh, Dick was approached by Larry McReynolds, who was a crew chief at the time. And he said, uh, when I'm done being a crew chief, I want to get into the media. And look where Larry McReynolds is today. When uh, Michael Waltrip was there on the show in 92, he came in. He didn't have any socks on. And Richard said to him, hey, boy, where's your socks? Michael said, I can't find them. And I said to Richard, there's got to be a story here. He said, well, Michael's living with my son and with Kyle. 
And he said, the place is a mess. They can never find anything. He said, when Kyle moved out, it took us two weeks to realize that he wasn't there anymore because Michael still made the place a mess. But there were so many backstories that we had and all these wonderful guests. Uh, when Daryl Waltrip came in, he didn't want to do this. He had a chip on his shoulder the size of uh, Montana. And he sat down and Curry said to him, um, I just wanted to uh, say hi. And apparently Curry uh, was camping on the same property as uh, where Daryl's race shop was. And uh, he said, uh, are you friends with John? I think the fellow's name was John. He said, yeah. He said, whatever you need, I'll stay as long as you want, and we'll talk about whatever you want. And the attitude change with Daryl was amazing. It, it was just, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Curry had more connections than AT&T. Um, it was just so many memories. Some of, when you think about all the people we met and put on that show, uh, for a little radio station back in, in McKeesport, it was unbelievable. Well, without a doubt, Dawn, and just just think that um, in 1992, Richard Petty was there. and uh, Okay, we're talking to Jack Crowell. And Jack, another big part of your involvement in racing was Grover Clasper. Let's talk about Grover and the things that you did with him for different charities and for Number One Cochrane. Oh, Don, what a pleasure to talk about Grover. And uh, Grover, of course, you know, had a uh, hand, handicap, and he would uh, come to every Friday at uh, Lernerville, and, well, whenever Lynn would uh, win a win feature, we would lift his wheelchair down on a track and because uh, Grover had to get a picture of, of him and Lynn together. And uh, that was just a, a great uh, uh, feeling. That uh, And Grover was just so happy. The one uh, night that uh, uh, this gentleman that, uh, that took him out to the track that he said, I got to go, uh, go to work or something. And uh, he said, oh, wow. Grover said, how am I going to get home? And I, I said, I'll take you on home. And I took him home with me, and he stayed overnight in the morning and fixed them all a nice breakfast and everything, and then took him home that day. And uh, he was just so happy. Oh, Grover was just a class act, that, uh, and uh, all the fans, like when we would go, I, uh, I took Grover uh, three years, uh, I, I took him down to Pennsboro, and those people down there just fell in love with Grover, and he would uh, sit out there at the gate, and uh, he collected, I, I just don't recall the exact amount of money that he collected for the March of Dimes. It was a heck of a lot. And all those fans come by and would say, Grover, and he was just so happy. And, uh, and then I, uh, he stayed with me at the one hotel there, and I took care of him there for the 
three different years, and uh, he just couldn't get over how uh, what a great time that he had. Hold- and all those race fans just appreciated it also. We're talking to Jack Crow from Number One Cochrane. Jack, I want to go, I'm going to shift gears here. When Obama got rid of Pontiac and Saturn and Hummer, I was talking to Rob Cochran in the press box, and I said, what are you going to do? He said, my goal is to have a franchise for every kind of car possible in western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. How many franchises or dealerships does Rob have right now? Well, I'm so happy to to say this, 18 franchises, and we employ over uh, we have 3,500 employees right now. It's just a, a wonderful situation. All of our people are just such nice people, and all the things that uh, Rob and his family, they're just a great, great people. It was a pleasure. I worked there for 40 years, and I have enjoyed the organization so much. From going back to Mr. Cochran, going up with a Cochran family. Cochran started in Braddock, kind of a humble beginning. But in 1986, Bob Cochran and Clyde Tressler purchased the Kaufman's department store in Monroeville. Facility had three floors. Each floor had 2,045 square feet. Uh, and inside, you could put 225 units and outside, 475 units. It was a great move. Now, you have, they have moved again since then. But the thought of Rob buying a department store and turning it into a dealership, which is now a, a Lowe's, then they, they moved on to the new location, which is not very far down the road. That's quite a, an accomplishment from the little town of Braddock. Oh, without a doubt, Don. I mean, to uh, just... To, to think about, and I know Mr. Cochran, whenever they uh, uh, decided to, because uh, Lowe's wanted to buy that uh, property there, really wanted it. And uh, so after several attempts by uh, Lowe's, and finally Rob gave in, and uh, it's a shame that his father couldn't see this situation with uh, Cochran and uh, being down there at the dealership that we that he created Rob created and we just uh, from there on I mean we there with all these race fans and personal fans just uh, is un- unreal with what is, what has occurred over all these years. Well, more on the new dealership. That was originally a small gas station with a huge ditch behind it. And they brought in thousands of dump trucks full of dirt to, to uh, get that property so they could build there. And I think you told me at one time the cost to get the property to, ready to build was like $10 million just so they could start construction of the new dealership. And it's such yep. a beautiful place without a doubt and it's just a, a pleasure to to know uh the organization of of rob and his family it's just a first class dealership with all of the great employees that uh, it's just 
been phenomenal over the years. Well, I want to thank you for pulling a fast one on me and telling me in 1980, uh, fill in for me uh, till next week and I'll be back because it opened up a whole new world for me and my dealings with you and Rob and all the nice folks at Cochrane. Uh, we're coming up on uh, our final uh, commercial. Do you have any closing thoughts, anyone you need to thank? Well, yes, I do. All the race fans that I've been involved with over the years, it's just been a tremendous, um, uh, tremendous to have the availability of going into all these racetracks and um, just every everybody would be so pleasant and and, uh, uh, and Lynn Geisler is just an outstanding representative that. Uh, Cochran and our it's been 43 years now we've been involved with Lynn Geisler so it just uh, is a tremendous um, individual so we were very fortunate to be able to have Lynn on our side all these years and it's it's a great great honor so okay. I want to thank you if I took my five best friends in life, you would be in that top five because you opened up so many doors for me and Cochran and, and the dealership. It was just a pleasure to be able to say, Jack is my friend, and I thank you for being with us today. Oh, okay, Don, it's a pleasure. Believe me, without a doubt, okay? Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifies. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on The Cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing. 
Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions Company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Listeners, joining us now, Hall of Fame driver, Lynn Geisler. Lynn, good evening. How are you? Good evening. Yeah, nice to hear from you. Yeah, I want to do a kind of a wrap-up on the Jack Crowell situation and his story. Um, But first, before you went to Cochrane like some 43 years ago, your number was 97. Where did that come from? Well, it came came from my go-kart days. And it was because we could, uh, when we went, when we went to the first time, we didn't have a number, and we were able to put put it on the go kart with tape. It was an easy number to put on, and that's how we did it. You know, uh, a lot of people aren't aware of the fact that not only did you do go karts, but you were a, a former champion in the go karts. A uh, little bit about your efforts doing that. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was really the start of the whole thing. I, I watched races at uh, the PRA circuit, but never our family had never been involved. Well, I I was working at the time and purchased a go kart, and my parents never knew I had it. I had it for over a year, and a friend of mine took me to the track, and they were not too much in favor of me having a go kart, but. Yeah. Uh, Lo and behold, once I got it and got racing, 
my dad got involved and that that was the start of my career other yeah. than that i was just fumbling around now let's make the transition i know you did claimers for a little bit at heidelberg but then was the next step in a sprint car yes i i did a little bit like you say a little bit of claimer stuff at pra um then got rid of that and started substituting in the uh 28 owned by Henry Avolio and driven by Dick Bailey. I, I subbed in that car off and on. I'll bet that didn't go over well with Mom. No, she wasn't in favor of any kind of racing, let alone that. Yeah, but as it turned out, it was it was all good and uh, made a lot of friends. You know, local hero um, Bobby Adamson was from Coriopolis. He gave me some insight into what was going on. And actually, Dave Lundy was the guy that really was instrumental in getting me started uh, sprint car racing. Dave's quite a guy. Very, very good man. Uh, There was a time I was riding to a wedding, someone in the family. I think it was Gary's daughter. And your mother was with me, and she said she was going to get... Your, your dad and you and Gary arrested because she didn't want, didn't want you race. She, she may have tried. I, I don't remember for sure. I don't I don't remember going to getting arrested, but she may have tried. Well, now let's fast forward to 1980. Jim Haas, one of your team, he set up a meeting with Bob Cochran, and uh, he approached Bob and Jack Crowell about sponsorship. A little bit about that meeting. Uh, now, Jim went the first time, and then I guess you went to the second meeting. Yes. Jim Jim started the ball rolling by just walking into the dealership and uh, basically asking, hey, what do we got to do to have an interview? and want to do some sponsorship for the dealership and uh sure enough i guess they had they'd been with donnie allison but i'm pretty sure if, if my memory's right they were a year hyenas where they didn't they didn't sponsor anyone yeah and jim was kind of watching and saw that they hadn't but had and that's how it all started went up there and you know got a deal on the spot with bob and hey went on from there and it was a great relationship. Um, there was there was no friendship involved. It was all business. We were able to sell some cars. They were happy with what we did. And on comes Jack Crow, and we went on from there, which which really turned out to be a great relationship with Jack and the dealership. You couldn't have had any concept that this would have gotten so big and lasted forty three years. I, I had no idea, and like I say, it it was a it was a godsend that I got involved with Jack because he was able to lead me somewhat in how how to handle the sponsorship, let alone be able to handle working with the dealership and seeing that we were not only a little somewhat successful racing, but successful selling cars, and that's really what my sponsorship was all about. So many people, whether it was Jack or you or myself, would actually take people by the hand into Cochrane and sell them a car, a truck, whatever. I, I first met Jack in 1980, and we talked about me getting into a Cochrane pace car. And for 27 years, he had me a pace car or a pace truck. 
I mean, that's unbelievable. They've just, well, a lot of people saw it. I mean, one time we were over in a high rent district uh, of Sewickley or somewhere, and I had my wife in the car, and she said, why is that really pretty blonde waving at you? I looked over and waved back. It was uh, Rob's wife. Now, try to imagine her going home and saying, I saw, saw one of your cars uh, in this high-rent uh, shopping district. It had to please him because that car was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's exposure. And um, we were fortunate to be able to do a good job and be to be recognized for it. Uh, you know, the, it's a two-way street. And you can work, but if no one realizes, it doesn't do much. But we were really fortunate that what we did do was recognized by Bob in the dealership. like to talk uh, about another gentleman that uh, spent a lot of time with you in Victory Lane, Grover Clasper. Quite a guy. He, at, at the time, he, he was the oldest Boy Scout in Pennsylvania, and we were fortunate enough to have him as a fan and then, and then a friend. Um, just another great relationship that was created around racing. So the famous Lynn Geisler quote, and I've I've repeated it so many times. Lynn, when you hang up the helmet, are you going to quit racing? And you said, I can't. I wouldn't have any friends. (laughs) No, that's for sure. I mean, I've managed to conjure up a couple, but most are around around racing or somehow. And and I do enjoy going. And I'm fortunate enough to be involved with a stand-up guy with Alex and having some fun and not spending my life savings. Yeah, and I can remember when you did make it official, you were retiring, your phone was ringing off the hook, and we were throwing around some names. I said, why don't you call Alex Faree? He lives close by. He's got a team. He's got, he's got a rig. He's got everything. And it, it really came to be and a very successful team with you and Alex. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. You know, that's... Uh, you know, obviously, we started with Mike, and hey, that was really good. And uh, we're we're going on, and Mike, you know, with his situation, just decided that he wanted to quit racing, and I still wanted to race. So it was it was kind of a natural situation, really. Well, we're kind. Of, I want to thank you for being with us. We're coming up on a break. Is there anything we missed? Anything you'd like to add? No, I I'd just like to say, you know, it, it was. It was a great, and still is, a great relationship with Jack. But my new go-to guy in Mike Resitano has really picked up the ball and run with it. And we're right back to where we were back in the heyday. That's really a nice situation. Well, what's good about Mike, he understands. So passing the torch from Jack to Mike was like a natural. And I really like the way Mike's doing things. I like all the things that you've been doing. I want to thank you for being with us, and uh, you have a nice evening. Okay, thank you. Uh, Talk to you later. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. 
By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rapping on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now here on Rapid on Racing is a very familiar driver to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Had a stint back in the uh, mid-2000s through the mid-teens and then took a little bit of a break and now is back racing at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. He joins us here on Rapid on Racing. His name is Brandon Bergoon. Brandon, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. No, oh, no problem at all. Happy to talk to you. Uh, before the interview started, we were kind of discussing what we're going to go over. And I said, there's so much about your career that I personally just am not familiar with because the time that you spent at Pittsburgh racing, uh, again, as I reiterate in those mid 2000s through the teens that I wasn't really there for. So uh, when you step back into racing competition, just these past couple of years, um, it, it was, I knew that you were a name and a force to be reckoned with coming back into competition, but I wasn't just so familiar, but we'll get back into your career here in just a little bit. I kind of want to kick things off by talking about what's to come in 2023, because there's some exciting news in the Burgoon Churnit camp, and uh, I, I think that you're probably one of the best ones to talk about it with. So what's new and what's happening in 2023 for Brandon Burgoon? Uh, I'll say we're going to run mainly Pittsburgh this year again. Uh, we've got a new car for this year uh, i'm just excited to get going like last year was a complete surprise i never planned on racing again i never thought anything would come up especially i hadn't driven since i believe it was 2016 was my last year so uh like i said i i had planned on going to watch other races and then you know because i you know i like other other uh, forms of race, you know, like super modifieds and USAC and all that. And I had planned on, you know, had some weekends picked out, you know, to go, go watch some of those races. And then I got a call off from Bob Bentz about driving Ken Chernick's car. And I said, sure, why not? I was saying it, it turned out really good. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. So let's go ahead and let's talk about that because we're on that topic. So uh, that phone call happens. It comes from Bob Benz, which is interesting. So he was seeking a driver for Ken uh, and you jump into that 5X. A lot of drivers throughout the past couple of years have found themselves in that ride. Zach Morrow, I believe, found himself in that ride. Colton Flinner, another one that found himself in that ride. And then you step in. What were the what were those first couple of weeks? Actually, let's just talk about that very first night jumping back in a car. Uh, it's not like you were very far from the racetrack to begin with because you live in yeah. such close proximity. But to uh, you go from listening to the races on your front porch to being back in the race car itself, what was that like? What was that first night back in two thousand and two like, or two thousand twenty two rather like? I was just more, you know, nervous of thinking about you know how rusty am I gonna be, but. Honestly, it was, you know, how they say, you know, just like riding a bike. I mean, it all came. I mean, we had, you know, I kind of just hopped in it that first night, just, you know, to break the rust off. But we still needed to square some things away with the car and stuff. But I was just more nervous of, you know, breaking the rust off. And and I didn't want to wreck the thing my first night back out. (laughs) Yeah, especially when it's not your own equipment. It, it yeah, kinda, exactly. Yeah, it kind of changes your pr- perspective a little bit. Yeah, I say I just met Ken that week, you know, to go put my seat in the car, you know. So it's like, yeah, definitely don't want to go out and destroy this thing. <laughs> so what uh, is there any clarification or is there any reason why um, they chose you? Did they give you any particular reason why you were why you were the man that they tapped, or um, is, was it just a, a natural fit given the circumstance? Uh, I'll say I had driven for Bob Benz my last year. I drove I drove his crate car also and the super lates, and uh, so I, I say I had known Bob, and you know he I think he was trying to get me back into racing because I know he mentioned before to me about filling in in his, in, uh, his own car and it just never worked out. But then I'll say last summer, he asked me if I wanted to drive Ken, Ken's car. I said, sure. You know, yeah. why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it worked out pretty well. You could watch throughout the course of the season, your progression of knocking that rust off. Uh, and it really seemed like you really started to find your groove, especially, uh, I think it was, I want to say it was the Bill Hendren Memorial, but there was a race in particular that I remember that you were right there, right up toward the top. And, uh, it, it looked as if you were, you were at that pace the entire season. Uh, but I mean, you could tell from the grandstands from, from the announcer's booth that things were really coming together very well. Could you feel that for yourself? Oh, yeah. I was saying I'm, I was so used to driving a, a super late, and, it, you know, with the crates, I can almost compare it to, like, driving a go-kart. It's just so much different. I mean, especially when I was running both on the same night. Like, you jump, you jump in a crate after driving a super, and it's like, wow. Like, there you such a huge difference between them. But uh, it was just, you know... Uh, the way you know you drive a super late might be some you might get some bad habits you know that you know may be bad for driving a crate car like i said it's more like like i said driving a go-kart you want to keep it you know straight as possible and keep it wound up around that track keep keep your momentum up and uh that was the biggest thing was just you know once me and ken me i thought me and ken communicated pretty good after you know we got used to each other and you know, and talking to people, you know, what we needed to do the car. And it, it, it definitely showed, I'll say we got, 
we got pretty pretty damn good but uh we were dealing with some carburetor issues like pretty much all year and it just killed us a lot of the times i mean we were fast but just like it killed us on the starts a lot of the times that was our biggest problem and i I think we've got that solved for this year yeah yeah that's that's good that's refreshing that's good it's nice to have that period of the off season to kind of rebuild go over what's going on and 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 get everything figured out and you talk about the off season and I, and I kind of preluded to it a, just a little bit ago with the the exciting news coming out of the Ken Turner camp and you already mentioned Bob Bentz it kind of came out that the two have come together and reformed mm-hmm. this race team Bob Bentz just got out of racing similar to you and just like that right back into it so so what's the scoop what do you got for us for 2023 what's what's the news with Ken Turner Bob Bentz racing uh, I'll say, well, uh, Ken, uh, Alex Free will be driving the car I drove last year on just some occasional rush races, like the bigger races, at, mainly at Lernerville and the bigger ones at Pittsburgh. And then I'll just be running uh, the 5X car at Pittsburgh. I, I'm, I mean, we haven't really discussed about going anywhere else. I think we're just going to stick to Pittsburgh, but that's that's my plan for this year. So it, I can kind of just interpret that it's going to be a track championship target kind of year. Like you're going to be there on a weekly basis competing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what the plan is. Hold that thought. We'll be back after a word from a couple of our sponsors. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Transitioning back to 
living in close proximity to the racetrack, there was uh, something that I had come across at one point, I believe it was last season, where uh, so close to the track that you could drive your quad over. Is that true? Do you actually drive your quad over to the racetrack? I do. I do ride ride a quad over to the racetrack. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't lying to people when I said that. So, <laughs> nope it's it's true. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, all right. So now we talked about uh, 2022. Is there uh, in in the upcoming 2023? But before we move on to the earlier stages of your career, is there anything in 2022 that you wanted to touch on more? Uh, some information that you wanted to to relay to us about uh, getting back into the swing of things. Some maybe some things that you found that was more challenging, other than just knocking the rust off. Like, what about like the technology aspect? How much of that has changed right. from 2016 to 2022? Oh yeah, like I I've never driven an XR1, so like everything that we did before is like I mean, it's all completely different. It's just like starting over pretty much. Like I said nothing really applies from when I ran before to now, so it's like starting from scratch again. Was there did you have a notebook that you had had in the past that you tried to bring over to compare notes or was it more or less once you were done you were done and things kind of went to the wayside I do have old notebooks but I didn't even bother looking in them since XR1s were completely different and Ken Ken keeps notes from when he's ran before I drove the car so we were just you know going by his notes that he had and I think the challenging thing there is driving styles. So again, going back to having different drivers in the car throughout the course of him owning that car, it it's tough because you might have a driver that's more aggressive in different ways or more lax in other ways. And, and here you are, you have your own driving style. I guess that begs the question, what would you consider your driving style to be? Uh, I'll say I'm not one to really, you know, get crazy out there like i don't know how, how else to describe it i just kind of like you know i don't want to say like you know i'm not gonna be beating the wall down every lap or something like that i i can't do that i probably end up wrecking but i'll say i mean i just you know definitely don't want to it's hard to describe you want to be aggressive but you don't want to tear the thing up at the same time also so uh like i said just try to be smooth especially in these crate cars yeah, and last year you know, the points championship was kind of out of, a, of the realm of possibility because you had got kind of gotten started yeah. late. So that wasn't the focus, but this year that focus now changes to being more consistent. Uh I would at least I would presume knowing to when to pick your battles, when to pick your fights and when to lay back and and let let bygones be bygones. Uh so what's your approach in terms of 2023 with with that in mind? Uh, you just got to take it one race at a time because if you, you know, if you run good, you know, every night it will work out at the end. I'll say you just got to take it one night at a time and you know, do your best and it will it will pay off in the end. Those rush races that you had last season, um, and, and what I mean by that is the touring series races, the Joe yeah. George, uh, the Bill Hendren Memorial, even though we only got one night of that in due to the hurricane. 
when when the rest of the Rush Touring Series comes into town, you know, your Jeremy Wonderlings, your Kyle Hardys, mm-hmm. you now have to kind of see where you stack up. You didn't have a whole season really to see where you stack up or prepare yourself to stack up against those guys. But in retrospect, how do you think you stacked up against those guys in such a short amount of time preparing for those races? I thought we did pretty good. I mean, considering, you know, I haven't been in a car in such a long time and I know them guys have been running crates for a while now and then they're, they're very good at it. I thought we did pretty good from where we started at. What about some goals going into this year? What are some things that you really want to cross off your checklist and, and make sure that you accomplish um, some, some things that you uh, really want to take home with you and hang your hat on whenever you look at, that checklist at the end of the season uh, in what well, I guess it'll be September this year, look at that checklist and say, okay, yeah, we, we accomplished what we set out to do this season. What what are some of those goals that you'd like to have? I just, just want to win races. I'll say I, I've never won a crate race. Okay. I'll say, Cause when I, when I started draw, I only drove, drove uh, for Bob Benz that one year. And that was the only time I've driven a crate car. I'll say when I started in 2005, they had limited lakes crates weren't even around then and that's you know that was i only ran them one season so and then 2016 was the first time i drove a crate car so i just want to win some races so for those who don't know what is the difference between a limited late model and a crate late model uh it was basically uh i believe that you could only run the engine at pittsburgh they just made like uh a set of engine rules that you had to comply to. I'll say there was no crate motors that you could just go by like there is now. It was just, uh, I believe, a Pittsburgh class. I can't remember exactly what the rules were. I can't even remember what cubic inch we had to run. I say it was so long ago. But I'll say it was, you know, you couldn't really travel anywhere with the cars, I believe, because of the engines we ran. But, uh, you, we had a good group of cars that ran at the track every week, so it was it was fun. Well, talking about that division back in 2005, it was pretty successful for you. Three career wins in that division back in 05. So uh, yeah. that, 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 that's interesting that you consider yourself with a good group of cars. It's interesting that it's was specific to one racetrack that that is what i find fascinating but nonetheless uh you utilized it and it works out to your favor again being right in your backyard so yeah uh, but oh, yeah, yeah. three career wins that's that's nothing that's nothing too shabby oh yeah i'll say and we won uh the joke george race that year back i mean it's become such a huge race now but back then it was you know local guys running you know joke was local also so it was you know a big it was still a big deal to us back then even though it didn't pay or you know have the prestige it does now with that big paycheck yeah shout out cleat for for pouring yeah. his heart and soul into that and, and let's not forget of course the george family uh every single oh, yeah. year are very strong supporters of that of that race and it's and it's and you're right uh, in terms of prestige that's one of the top ranking touring series races in all of rush in my opinion uh that's not me being biased just looking at the facts and what brandon pours into that race what the george family pours into that race giving back to the racers almost every way possible so uh, i'm sure that's always one in your calendar even if even while you weren't racing you might have had that one circled to make sure you got out and watched oh yeah i I definitely did when i wasn't running i wouldn't you know definitely wanted to see that race every year like i said it's 
it's it's become a huge event now. Hold that thought. We'll be back after a word from a couple of our sponsors. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. So we were talking about wins, three in the limited late models back in 2005, but your story really resides in super late model competition at Pittsburgh. You really made a name for yourself at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Uh, you had 15 career wins over the cr- course of your super late model career. That ties you for 13th all time with a guy by the name of Alatala. Might have heard of him. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so you're in good company whenever you're ranked in the, you know, the top 20 all time of super late model wins. Uh, and you also have two track championships to your credit back in, I believe it was 2016 and I want to say 2009. Yes. Yeah. 2009. So mm-hmm. what was so what was that like? Again, I wasn't around. So there's a lot of PPMS history that I'm just not familiar with, and I'm sure people watching this can you know remember some of this stuff off the top of their head, right from heart. But those years of racing super late models at Pittsburgh, your time, your experience, uh, explain it to somebody who has no clue because I don't. I'll say, uh, pretty. I mean, 
one of the factors me running over there pretty much weekly was I, yeah, I, I do live next, next door to the track, which made it very convenient. I'll say, and I, I started out in my own car, my own super. Then I started driving for Todd Serenza, which, uh, Michael Norris has driven those three and done really good. Say, uh, and it's just, you know, we just, we didn't, we ran Lernerville a few times. Then I believe once at St. Clairsville at the old Cannonball Speedway. But uh, we mainly just stuck to Pittsburgh. I'll say it just made sense, you know, instead of spending a ton of money to go run other places. Before we wrap things up, though, obviously it takes an army to facilitate a racing team, not just crew members, but sponsors as well. Uh, people that you'd like to thank for the opportunity to, to get you back to where you are now racing in 2023. I definitely got to thank uh, Ken Chernick and Bob Benz uh, for giving me these opportunities. And uh, Kayla and Kirsten, who helped with the car, uh, and my sponsors, uh Stan's Transmissions, of course, with Bob, and uh, Napa Auto Parts, Franklin, Rear Ends, and uh, Close Racing Supply, I'll say. Um, and hopefully we have, you know, win some races this year. I think it's certainly in the radar. Um, given where you were at on a performance level uh, toward the end of the season, you could see that the the car, the driver, everything together was where it needed to be. And uh, I think it's just, I think it's inevitable that we're going to see that 5X in victory lane this season. And um, and it's not going to be easy though, because like we just kind of talked about, you got a full crop of drivers coming up into the division with plenty of experience and not to mention the drivers that have already been there. So uh, things are going to be really interesting for the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt late models this season at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and this right here is Brandon Bragoon a guy that hopes to see victory lane and possibly a track championship by the time the season uh, comes to an end and the curtain closes so Brandon thank you so much for your time we enjoyed having you here on Wrapping on Racing any closing thoughts before we before we say goodbye I say uh, thank you for having me and I also have to thank uh, Brian Doherty for uh, helping us out this year with our car and uh like I said, I just hopefully win some races this year. Otherwise, I think the driver should definitely retire if he can't win any race. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a lot of success on your side in the past, and I'm sure we'll see some of that continue here. So uh, thanks again, Brandon. We appreciate your time, and we look forward to seeing you here in a couple weeks at Pittsburgh. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Hold that thought. We'll be back after a word from a couple of our sponsors. Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com. 
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're at the Shenango Mall Show. It's a Saturday evening, and joining me is Jeremy Cornbaugh. Jeremy, we had an opportunity to talk last year, and you know, normally with Rapping on Race, when we interview somebody, you seem to have some success. Not only did you have success with some wins in the 305 division, mainly at Mercer, but you also, as a car owner, had some success with a driver in the 410. So, you know, we're looking at this year's car. It's pretty much the same as last year. I think the, the purple did very well. And, you know, last year was kind of a year that you dedicated to your pap. And, and if, if you wouldn't have had it the year that you had it, just I think he was riding on that wing every race with you, Jeremy. Yeah, that's for sure. Sure, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself. It took me so long to win a race, and he was there every year, or every night every, for every year. And then the first night out of Mercer, we picked up that one, and of course, that was the first race without him. But that's also special in the same aspect like that. You know, you've jumped back over the last couple years between the 305 and the 410, and when we talk to some of the different drivers, whether it's you know on the World of Outlaws series, jumping from the seat like Tim Shaver going from a 360 to a 410, they said. It, it's negligible, but one thing that you've always been comfortable up, and you've kind of grown up, you know, watching Alan Dallinger and your mom and your in her racing back there to go to Mercer. In Mercer, it's not far from where you live; it's home, and you've had great success there. Yeah, I've uh, really. I guess I don't want to say struggled, but had a tough time. And finally, uh, Gary Edwards came on board too, and uh, we've just been clicking very well. And and I I was really struggling with setups, being new to everything. And he's been a veteran of the sport for a long time, so we kind of just combined our power and, and really came out swinging last year. I think a lot of times it is a young. I don't want to say upcoming, and sometimes you struggle because there's things that you know you see and you don't. It's not like you had a mentor to jump into the sprint car division because it's different. I mean, you might say, okay, if I'm running a pro stock, it's a pro stock. But with the different divisions there, and Gary, with his car, he had success over the years and always had good-looking cars. I think, wait, what number was it, 57 or something? 57, 57, 57 yeah. 61 for yeah. Dick Shore, yeah. 
And so to have that person that's able to have experience and to help you, because sometimes from a driver's standpoint, when you're trying to do, do it yourself, I know as a car owner, when I sat in the grandstands, I could come back and talk to my driver, and I'm seeing things from a different perspective than, you know, you're seeing it from behind the wheel, but you might only be able to see so many feet in front of you. I'm able to see what's behind you, what's in front of you. So come time for the heat races for the feature, we can say, hey, Jeremy, maybe we need to change this or change this angles or go in it this way. Yeah, I. that's what really helps with, with Gary uh, watching because he knows he's been in the seat that he can he can tell you know, no sooner do I get my helmet off, he said, well, it looks like it's doing this or, or you're having trouble here. And I say, that's pretty much exactly what it's doing. Or, you know, if I say it's struggling a little bit on entry or exit, he'll he'll have it fixed up uh, in no problems. So it, it's really good having somebody who's driven before and knows knows the little things that you can only feel in the seat of a race car. Yeah, when you're talking about the seat, you know, how different is it? I mean, obviously the seats, and I think the shock package would be somewhat similar, but when you go from that 305 to the 410, the horsepower has to be significantly different. And again, I've never been in a sprint car, but it also have to maybe affect the handling the way you set the car up. Yeah, the the 410s being all aluminum, they're, they're a lot lighter. So you struggle, obviously, a lot lighter and a lot more power. So you struggle with keeping the front end on the ground. Or when you get behind somebody, you know, in their dirty air, uh, you don't have as much downforce on you. Whereas the, the 305 is a lot more stable because of the heavier engine. So all in all, they... In theory, they handle sprint cars the same, but yeah, there's definitely a little bit of tweaking, jumping back and forth uh, through through to each of them. I think this is something that maybe we want to just touch on it briefly. You know, the engines you mentioned in a 410, everything's aluminum, versus the 305, it's not. And I said, you know, let's talk about that because the way you weigh the car and set it up is again a lot different. Yeah, yeah, with the ride heights and everything, you know, I, I want to say just roughly, you know, 200 pounds difference for the whole car. So, and a lot of that's over the front end with with the engine being the steel block in the 305. So, just getting the ride heights right um just messing around tweaking a little bit i mean nothing too crazy but you definitely if you switch engines right out of one end to the other they're going to be a little little different one of the big topics that's been going on this year is we're talking about tires and listeners if you're just joining us we're talking to jeremy cornball he's the driver of the number 27k we'll say 305 slash 410 the time sprint car and that's been a big topic for you drivers this year because these right rears are not cheap no they're not cheap and last year they weren't uh really easy to get um we we struggled i think we, we showed up to lernerville and the, I think like a lucky seven or eight guys had a shot at buying a tire because they didn't have enough. You know, if everybody wanted to buy a tire, they didn't have enough. So that was kind of budgeting your tires there. And, and yeah, they're not cheap. And now the new tire coming out. So I guess so the old ones get scratched. But a lot of tracks around here are staying or letting you run the old ones to burn them off, which is good. But it's going to be a little different, I think. Listeners, as, as we mentioned, we're talking with Jeremy Cornball, and we're going to take a pause for a commercial message. Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th, with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open Four Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. 
action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, Champions Night on Saturday, May the 20th, and we finish off the month with a Memorial Day extravaganza on Saturday, May 27th. Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet Earth. Winged 410 Sprint Cars invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile, featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. View our entire 2023 racing schedule, purchase tickets, and more at ppms.com. Can't make it to the track? Stream every event live on The Cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. Listeners, we're back from our break, and we're with Jeremy Cornbaugh. Jeremy, we were touching a little bit about last season and the year that you had, and it was a very, very successful year. Let's tell the listeners the year that you had, because I don't think in your wildest expectations you would have thought you'd have the wins you do, the championship that you had, and then the, some other experiences. Yeah, it uh, kind of took took me by surprise, I guess, in a good way. Um, took me quite a long time to get the first win, but uh, we ended the year. I won uh, four at Mercer and one at Knox, um, and then I had one as a car owner with uh, Ricky Peterson driving the 410 at Tri-City. So we ended up having six wins total and uh, the track championship at Mercer. As a past car owner... Different perspective, you know, we were talking about that during the break, when you're behind the wheel, you're kind of calm and collected, and you know you have a job to do, when you're watching someone else, and especially if they're winning or in the lead, your heart races a little bit quicker. Yeah, and this deal, I always, I, I was out of motor there last year, and, and one of Ricky's uh, sponsors, Gary Benjamin, had a had an engine that he was just kind of was a spare engine for him. So we kind of put this deal together with their engine in my car and uh, came out. I think we ran three nights Lernerville, Mercer, and Tri City, and ran eighth or ninth at Lernerville, and then almost won at Mercer the next night um, until he blew a tire with two to go but I was in my car so I didn't get to see much of that one and we went to Tri-City the next day kind of hanging our heads because we let one get away and uh, he ended up winning that night and man that's that's a whole different experience you know I thought I'm nervous when you're winning a race yourself driving but when you're standing on top of your mule or four-wheeler watching watching your car go around just begging nothing breaks or hoping nothing breaks uh, it's definitely real nerve-wracking. It's also funny when you sit there misfortune never seems to happen when you're running 15th it's always you know when you're in the lead but you know Jeremy I've known you for a long time and I've even known your mother many many more years and if there's any one person that you know I know that I respect and is the heart and soul of what you do it's her because over the years Denise has given up a lot to let you boys race yeah we were I think we were in the garage and she was saying, man, we put this garage up and I want to say almost probably 10 years ago by when my brother started racing and he ran for three years and this will be my seventh or eighth year. And I mean, that's a full-time job. She's cleaning the trailer, cleaning the toter home out. I mean, making food for the racetrack just as much as we're working on the race cars. So, and that's every weekend, you know, every weekend during the summer, you can't really schedule to go anywhere. If, if the weather's nice, we're, we're racing. Yeah, I know when I'm up at Mercer, I know where to stop because I'm always going to get a good meal. But uh, 
Your mom's a big part of what you do. Obviously, yourself. Is there any, you know, obviously Gary Edwards. Is there anyone else that helps you out? Yeah, my Uncle Dan. Uh, he's been part of the since back in the micro days when my grandpa had a car. And Kevin Davis. Um, them, them guys are pretty much the heart and soul along with Gary. I mean, there's, I guess, a well-oiled machine. We kind of got everything down. Everybody's got their jobs, and it makes it a lot easier for me. I don't really have to worry about if there's fuel in a car or the wheels are tight. I can more focus on driving. With that being said, now that you know we've talked about over the last few years, things are, we say, kind of getting back to normal. Uh, Jeremy's schedule this year. Well, um, we put a little deal together with with Ricky again. We got 15 or so races uh, with with him in my car, and then just going to try and run as much uh, 305 stuff as we can, fall in the Allegheny Tour, and maybe put some together myself for a little 410 racing. So I'm sure we'll be busy. Uh, we did 50 or 60 races last year, and we always said it was too much. And then next year, you seem to have more on your schedule every year after that. Once you once you start doing good, you're having fun. I'm with you know with Sharon and Mercer and you know Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and Lernerville, you have the opportunity sometimes when the All Stars come in. Uh, obviously, the World of Outlaws don't come in anymore. But you know, then at the end of the year, we got the, the you know the big series with uh, Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson coming at Lernerville in in September. So those are just you know big big plans probably. But other than that. And the car looks the same. I think sometimes if it ain't broke, don't fix it because the colors seem to work well for you. Uh, they're your mom's favorite color, which is purple, which is also my girlfriend's favorite color. So hopefully you have the success that you do this year that you did last year, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. And I think, um, I guess the end of the year with the same wing you started with in a sprint car, that's that's quite the, quite the accomplishment. So we might as well, I guess, I hate to say it, keep running until it's smashed. But until then, we'll just keep it the same. Well, again, congratulations on the gear that you had, and best of luck this year, Jeremy. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone, for listening. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. 
Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. The staff at Rappin' on Racing would like to thank our marketing partners, Curtis Power Solutions, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Alternative Power Sources, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these companies, Rappin' on Racing would not be possible. state's number one motorsports talk show today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of rapping on racing stand on it come on y'all stand on it